0: This episode is sponsored by DreamHost, web hosting with purpose. Visit dreamhost.com forward slash Climify to sign up for a hosting plan today. I'm Eric Benson, the host of Climify, and I've been a satisfied DreamHost user since 2006. And I'm not the only one who enjoys DreamHost. They are PC mags, editor's choice winner five years in a row. I use DreamHost because they're affordable, they care about the planet, they're easy to use and have fantastic customer service. In fact, it's 24-7. I can't tell you how many times I've messed up the back end of my WordPress site, only to be saved by a DreamHost technician within the next 15 minutes or less. They're always available on chat. They send me links to tutorials, but most often just fix the site themselves and then voila, it's back up within a few minutes. DreamHost customer service is seriously the best. Because I care about the planet, I also want a hosting service that does too. DreamHost has improved on their corporate sustainability since I joined up 16 years ago. Currently they get their electricity from renewable sources, use high efficiency cooling infrastructure, utilize power efficient processors, and partner with in-state cleaned wind programs. I also love how DreamHost is employee owned and have office sustainability initiatives. DreamHost is committed to their employees and to their customers. Plus their affiliate program is really cool. You can earn 15 to $200 in commission just for referring a friend who sets up a new account. Even better, DreamHost has no limits on how many people you refer to the program. To sign up as a DreamHost affiliate, go to dreamhost.com slash affiliates. That's dreamhost.com forward slash affiliates. And just click the sign up today button. And if you want to learn more about their sustainability initiatives, head to dreamhost.com and click on the green hosting link on the bottom.
1: Welcome to Climify, the podcast that connects climate scientists and design educators together so that we can help combat our climate crisis in our classrooms. The discussions on this program are geared to help you climify your syllabi to assign projects that not only teach design fundamentals,
2: but also can have a positive impact on our climate.
3: My name is Selene Hadabi. Uh, I'm a senior in sustainable design at uh, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I grew up in Amman, Jordan, that's the capital, and I'm a Saudi citizen. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name.
2: My name is Adam Jabba. I am a junior at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign in sustainable design and graphic design. I'm from Buffalo Grove, which is a suburb of Chicago. If you want to learn more about me, you can check out my LinkedIn, which is under my name. I had this idea for close to a year now to interview
0: design students about their education and how they see their future. As this season has progressed, I felt even more strongly that this needed to be done. So I'll be bringing you not only this informative interview with Sidine and Adam, but a second one next week where Mark O'Brien from the Climate Designers interviews four of his undergraduate students. I hope you listen in to what they have to say. As I believe it'll help us design educators do a better job in the classroom and in turn, empower our students to be a force for positive social change. So Dean, Adam, mm-hmm. welcome to Climify. Uh, I see you every day in class, but it's nice to uh, have you here on my show and I'm happy that you had an hour. From what you could take away from your very busy student life to be on the show.
3: Yeah, thank you for having us.
2: Of course, thank you.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to bring both of you on uh, because I think you both have some good insights into uh, your into the experience of being a sustainable design major, but also just two students who are, you know, care about the future and want to have an education that helps uh, prepare you to be active in making a better world. So as a design educator, we think we know what we're doing, but maybe we don't. And so getting student input on how everything is going, I think is pretty useful. We need to uh, keep our egos in check probably as professors. So that's what I'm doing today. And I'm really curious about Why you chose University of Illinois and and the sustainable design major and what motivated you to do that?
3: So, yeah, as I said, I'm an international student um, coming to the U.S. for the second time ever in my life. Um, I chose the University of Illinois because originally I had applied for industrial design um, because I just saw that this school is great in that field. Um, and then like one year in, I started seeing flyers being posted everywhere. And like, people are talking about this new major called sustainable design. And I don't know, it caught my eye a little bit. Then I decided to take an environmental science, um, gen ed. And I kind of fell in love with this idea of like tackling environmental issues because it's always been something that I thought about, like, um, and so I just started reading more about the major and I thought, oh, well, this is perfect. It like encompasses everything that I'm interested in, design and um, like finding ways to improve people's lives and just improve um, society without having any environmental harm.
0: So when you mentioned that you took the environmental science class and it was something that piqued your interest because you've been thinking about that for a long time. Yeah. Um, Can you tell that story?
3: Yeah. So um, I was just looking at a bunch of different like electives to take, like the general uh, education classes. And uh, I had to do like a natural um, uh, general. uh, You had to fulfill some student requirement. Yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) So I was like, hmm what kind of science is going to be not as tough as physics and chemistry and, you know, <laughs> something that I was like really struggling with in high school. Oh, man! And so I just chose this um, environmental science because it's like, I never got a chance to take that in high school. And so I just kind of jumped into it and I found myself really excelling in that class and talking to the professor and just like, you know, it's putting one hundred and fifty percent of my energy into it, even though it's wow. not already part of my major.
0: Was that it's... like the environmental science for you? Was that something you had always been interested in, or you just discovered it when you got to University of Illinois?
3: I just discovered it when I came to the university. I mean, we had it because I was in an international uh, school system called International Baccalaureate. We mm-hmm. had that. Um, we had that uh, class in school, and um, I just. It, never seemed appealing to me. I don't know why. I thought it was just going to be about plants, like studying different like biological systems, which I didn't, wasn't really interested in at the time. Uh, but then when I found out that it tackles like issues like climate change, mm. um, that's something that I was interested in because ever since I was young, like, it was like as simple as picking up people's litter behind them as soon as I see someone like throw a wrapper on the floor, like a oh, wow. plastic bottle. <laughs> I would be like five years old. My mom would watch me just go run and pick up someone's litter and try to throw it in the garbage in front of, throw it in the trash can in front of them. I and mean, she'd just find it funny. So I think it was just part of my, hmm. like when I grew up, you know.
0: So you always thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Because this sounds like a familiar story to you as well.
2: Yeah. I, as a kid, I was in the like environmental club and elementary school and all that. <laughs> um, and. I certainly had like kept that interest throughout the years growing up but I wasn't sure how it would tra- translate to like a like a real world career at that point mm. um so I'm glad cuz I I didn't come into college in sustainable design either I began it sophomore year as well um, oh yeah so I'm glad I like stumbled upon it um so that I you know, had that opportunity to translate the interests I had had as a child into something that, like, I could actually make a difference with. Mm -hmm. Um, so for my, like, sustainable design story, um, I'm double majoring, as I mentioned before. Yeah. It started in graphic design and I, Loved it too much to abandon it mm-hmm. when I like stumbled upon sustainable design, so when I added the sustainable design uh like dual major uh in like April of freshman year to start sophomore year um it sort of was like a like uh I was tying myself into something that I would have to see like followed through right uh because I love both of them so much and I I want to find a way that I can like meld the two. And that's sort of why I chose to stay in both. Yeah. So yeah. that I could combine them. Do you I've see opportunities that you can, do you see opportunities yeah. for that? Yeah, I feel like definitely in the uh, manner of creating like pieces that, Uh, raise awareness Mm -hmm. um I feel like definitely that could like meld more than other things um but there's also so many like opportunities of combining them that I haven't explored or probably haven't even thought Well, you're a
0: junior you have another year to to, or do you have two more years as a double major I I just have a year oh good that that'll help your yeah. Uh, I don't
2: I don't have to do help exercise. your parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we have an overachiever with a double major here, and Sadine who does 150. <laughs> percent So <laughs> it's a good crew. Um, let's get into the the nitty gritty here of of how uh, the education that you're getting is preparing you for after you leave. What are your thoughts about the that that question?
2: I would say it's hard to tell, honestly. Right. You're not there yet. Yeah, I don't have experience in the big world as, like, following a career and stuff. But I feel like it is, in terms of, like, the knowledge it's giving me, it is teaching me well. It's giving me, like, a good, like, set of, like, basic skills. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of different uh things that I can apply to sustainability. Um, That's good to hear. And I feel like like I whenever I introduce this major to anybody else, like I'll mention like, "Oh, I'm dual majoring in graphic design and sustainable design." And they're like, "Oh, what's sustainable design?" Yeah. Whenever <laughs> whenever I introduce it, I always mention like, yeah, it gives me a lot of experience in a lot of different types of topics like architecture urban planning um industrial design everything like that um and so i feel like that's definitely one of the strengths of how this major is run here is that it just gives us so many or yeah it gives us so many like different like types of design skills to a lot of experience put into practice yeah and you're kind of a recruiter it sounds too like you're trying yeah, to get a little people bit
0: to...
2: <laughs> I've, i have talked to people like in like landscape architecture come on over yeah. and try this and, one yeah i'm like come over join sustainable <laughs> design yeah
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: so, yeah Dean, what
3: about um, you i agree like um this major really gives us the chance to you know dip our Goes into different um, different design fields. Um, one thing that I really like is that we have the choice to cho- uh, because we have to do major electives, right? So yeah, uh, we get to choose what field of design we're interested in. And for me, I'm interested in a lot of different types of design other than product design. So I kind of I took a, a product design class. I took a landscape architecture class. Urban uh, planning class and then like over the years I would just take uh, more classes from the from the field of design that interests me
1: mm-hmm.
3: um and I also get the same uh into I have the same interaction with my friends and they ask me like oh what's sustainable design and they don't know like huh? you know they don't know I'm like I'm oh, no that's not a to good thing too though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not really great but I I feel like um like the more we talk about it the more we inform people about it then uh, it'll become a thing. And I think it's important that it's not sustainable like graphic design or sustainable okay. architectural design. I think it's nice that it encompasses all of these different the fields um, because I feel like if you go into the world of design, you should be able to just, you know, adapt to, to any uh, like firm or any company's um, needs because at the end of the day, design is about a couple of similar things, which is kind of addressing the needs of, say, a system, a person, a society, or the mm-hmm. environment, and knowing how to communicate that message um, effectively. Right? So, um, say I think it's important that sustainability is part of this process because obviously we have to think about the future generations and think about how we could restore what we've already kind of damaged in terms of the environment and the people even. Yeah, that was going to be another
0: question I asked you guys in that kind of a follow up here. There's not like a sustainable architecture major, it's not sustainable,
2: and it seems like you prefer it not to be. I'm going along with what Sadine was saying. Um, I would agree that like all types of design are connected by their nature, and I feel like that's what makes it important not to separate them is because this idea of like you know putting into practice um like sustainability and things that promote it um are things that can be applied to all types of design yeah like with that it's more of a mindset when designing than something specific in each different type of design. Like I feel like sustainable design gives a good like approach to how we Mm -hmm. like look at a design problem and how we want to solve it. And that can be applied to any different type of design major from like architecture to urban planning to just graphic design as well. Yeah. Mm
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like it's, uh, it's really about designing your mindset for sustainability, but that becomes a problem once we start applying for jobs. I mean, I'm a senior, and like, what do I write on my on my yeah uh, resume? Is like, am I an architect? Do I apply for architecture um, firms? Because they're looking for architects. They're looking for Mm
1: -hmm. urban
3: planners. They're not looking for sustainable designers, right? So what do you? That's I think one. Improvement, I think uh, this major needs is some specificity, specificity towards like the last year, I guess. You can if, focus if on were, something. Yeah, I feel like um, it should give you the chance to like specialize in one or two forms of design, because that that'll make it easier for uh, like the world we live in. You know, when we're applying for jobs. Yeah. Um.
0: In the so big like maybe- world, which, which mm-hmm. was Adam said that, and I like that, the big world. A lot of people say, and when you get to the real world, well, you guys are already in the real world, right? You that's know, true. You're <laughs> dealing with like a bunch of issues as students. That's real. But I yeah. like the big world.
2: That's,
3: mm-hmm. a, that's
0: a
2: good one, Adam. Did you come up with yeah, that? Yeah, I
3: started using that.
2: Yeah, I came up with that on the spot. So I'm pretty proud good of it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sedina, I hear your
0: point there that um, what do you do? You know, you're a sustainable design major. You dabble in a lot of things. Now someone wants you to do something specific. How do you, how you do that? Adam, are you feeling, well, Adam's a graphic design major. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be set. So
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) Unless he wants to be an architect. No, (laughs) No. (laughs) Honestly, I can, I feel like if I was in like sustainable design only and you know, a year from now in vote, boat, um, I would, like, relate to that more. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely feel or see how um, going into the big world, as I mentioned before, yes. with such a, like, wide range of skills from this major, but no specific, like, concentration, how they can almost feel trapping. Mm-mm. Because like wherever you end up, you don't want to feel like you only have to do this certain yeah. skill. Yeah, like it's it's nice. That's one of the nice things about how it's approached at U of I is like it gives us just that possibility to do this huge range of uh, skills and design, and hopefully wherever we end up or. You know, I guess if we just go along and do our own thing, um, hopefully we're able to still follow, like, that same wide range. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like approaching stuff with all of this in mind is what will really help, like, solve design problems thoroughly. Like, yeah. oftentimes different concentrations are are needed to like complete a single project in like its entirety. So I feel like having all of that in our brains helps better (laughs) designer, you know?
3: Yeah. I really like that you've mentioned that because I realized in our sustainable design classes where it's just purely sustainable design, like the one we're taking with Eric. um, Yes. It's interesting (laughs) to see people from different backgrounds of design. Like I'd be working on a project with like, uh with, with Adam and he's a graphic he's good at graphic design and meanwhile I have some product design uh I think I have a product design background. Um and it's I think it's very applicable to the real to the big world. Sorry. The big world. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> because when you're in these design firms or like any company that you decide to work at, it's not just you're working with a bunch of architects you're one you're working with people from different fields and you have to learn to how to adapt to them, you know. Um, so I think yeah that was a that was a very good point that you
0: brought up. Yeah, well, your generation is definitely changing the workplace a lot,
1: yeah,
0: and good. I wonder, based on what you just said, if this idea of you know, this being able to from a design perspective get involved with a lot of things could also change the big world design profession
2: too, so you could be the the leaders in this movement, right. Yeah, I feel like oftentimes, um, and it could be just because I haven't done much research, but I feel like oftentimes when I think of, like, going into the big world as a designer, um, the most viable path is that of into corporate America. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't necessarily want to do that mm -hmm. because I feel like I... I feel like that'll make me feel trapped Um, and I want to go somewhere where I feel like I can make change. Mm -hmm. So hopefully our generation does do its job of, you know, changing up the workplace a bit, giving everybody a bit more like power to make good change, you know? Yeah. I hope so too.
0: (laughs)
3: Yeah. Speaking of corporate America, I also think about that. Like, do I want to be part of the change in a, in a small company where like a startup that is comfortable for me, or do I want to be part of the, the big companies that actually are No, I don't want to say they're the, the cause of climate change, but they have definitely like, you know, um, been part of the,
0: well, I think they were the, part the, of it. <laughs> <I> mean,
3: <yeah. laughs> um, but that's the thing with, let's say we're talking about oil companies. Obviously, a hundred, hundred oil companies are in charge for of seventy percent of the global emissions. Um, but then again, these hundred companies are the reason why, in the industrial revolution, we've de- developed so quickly and True. Uh, in such an advanced way. So I think the discussion is about like whether they want to join us in you know shifting to say renewable energy or whether. Uh, we can just shut down the factories, which I think is not really an option because right. then, you know, this is the way the world works now. Like, yeah, it's a, it's about, you know, who can produce quicker and, and, and more efficiently. And, and, you know, it's about the, the money-making machine. So I think what's important is knowing how to personally, I would want to be part of these big companies to influence this change, you know, from starting mm-hmm. from the top,
0: yeah, from within.
3: Yeah, which is going to be tough because yeah. um, even just working on uh, something as small as an organization in this university where um, I was working with architects, I found it really difficult to convince them of my sustainable design. Really? Uh, That's methods. also not yeah. good. <laughs> <That's
1: awesome>. Yeah.
3: <laughs> because everyone, you know, everyone studies uh and like excels in in their field and they think that this is the sometimes they think this is the only way to do it and the right way to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: it's hard to come in with like a radical solution. So I think that's very important. I think yeah. the the major should prepare us for it. it's knowing how to deal with people who kind of oppose your views or um you know it's it, it's going to be a it's going to be tough jumping in and try to convince people of something that they are they've been working on for the past say 30 40 years you know
0: right like your older bosses are kind of stuck in their ways exactly you come here and say you're doing it wrong and they say yeah what do you know right yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that's a good thing to to note there about what design schools maybe in general but specifically your major could help with better and that's Maybe it's like this professional practice ethics. I mean, you will do mm-hmm. have an ethics class that you're in, in with me, so that's yeah. something to continue to work on there. Adam, you were yeah. going to say something. Um,
2: I definitely see how the path you're like planning to choose can make change. Um, because it yeah, it's it's hard to make bigger like bigger companies and corporations actually make change if you're not in them or regulating them right and so i i want to like say like keep going on that path because <laughs> i can see i can see you making a difference
3: yeah, yeah. thank you it's it's gonna be but, a tough one i think yeah you need to be persistent with it but yeah you're
0: gonna need adam as support, I mean, right? Yeah. He's going to be outside and you're going to be inside. True. And help, <laughs> help each other, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, in all seriousness, I think you're both right. You know, we need yeah. people in both situations, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, and sort and of like working together. From both ends type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And the thing is, it's very tempting for me to just, because I've always been interested in like entrepreneurship and starting my own thing and doing things my own way. Yeah, But then it's like, I chose to jump into this major and I want to make an impact. So what do I think is the way that I can contribute to making this change? And I think it's addressing the big companies, even Mm -hmm. though I really, maybe down the line, I could start my own thing, but for now I think that's what I should be doing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
3: And Adam can like, you know, start uh, going on that path before me and like building you know this important <laughs> culture of of small businesses, uh, True, which I yeah. think is yeah.
2: Hopefully, by the time you get there, more of the the generational have joined in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: wonder about that because you mentioned how well Adams recruiting because people didn't know about yeah. it, and yeah. Sadine's <laughs> having trouble with architects. That leads me to kind of a <laughs> yeah, leads me to a kind of a follow up to that and that. Do you? Should we even have a su- sustainable design major and instead of maybe not having it, just that sustainability is foundational in no matter what design that you're doing?
2: What do you think about that as an idea? I think in like how it's being introduced to the world right now and like how important sustainability is becoming. Um. When that wasn't the case in the past, I feel like this sustainable design major is like a good, like stepping stone to that to creating like a fundamental sustainability practice within all of design. Um, because I don't think it would have caught on to as many students if it was like like I don't think it would have changed students' mindsets as much if it had just been instated as like a principle of every type of design. Like, I feel like there needs to be that outright thing saying like, oh, here's sustainable design. Here's how you can change your mindset to think about it. Um, So I feel like in the future, that would definitely be yeah Uh, like very helpful to just you know say sustainability is like a part of every type of design but this is a good like middle ground
3: transition yeah yeah I 100% agree um the thing is uh after being in this major and like learning about all of the different concepts it makes me think like is sustainability really a trend now is it or is it something that's been happening? I mean, we learn about um, the way that the, like native people, uh, you no. know, their, their systems were sustainable, and, that, and that's that was you know hundreds of years ago. And so, it makes me think like I feel like this sustainable design major kind of opens up the doors to show people that it, you know, it's not it's not a trend. It's not something that right. you know it's just a phase that we're going through. And I think it's important um maybe down the line to make it part of every major, not just mm-hmm. design majors, uh, to avoid um having like companies greenwash and um, you know, hop on this like green trend, you know. So I think having a, a major specific to like sustainable design is important to show like like how Adam said, like to show people, give them a stepping stone to put it out there and like really um dive deep into the the different concepts and how we could apply them in different fields
0: got it like you both mentioned that this is um maybe something in the future should happen what do you think could be like the catalyst to finally you know make this more of like embedded in everything obviously the major that you're in could be an addition uh additional help to that um could climate change be that catalyst? Uh, what do you think?
1: Hmm.
3: Interesting question.
0: Yeah, that um, came out of nowhere. Think,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there's one catalyst. I think it's just once people start feeling the effects of climate change um, on a like, day-to-day basis, or not just climate change, Like, if they feel like social problems are becoming um, more evident in their lives, uh, with the idea of sustainability being put out there, um, I think that that'll slowly start to change the way that we do things. I don't think it's going to be one, you know, uh, one day you wake up and everyone's just, you know, <laughs> not
2: <It's laughs> utopia,
0: Welcome. recycling and doing yeah. <laughs> everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that is a hard question, but I would agree with Sadine that, like, when the climate change like begins affecting even more people than it already does. uh, I feel like that might have to be the catalyst at this point, Mm -hmm. Um, because we've had so many chances before this to, you know, like go and make that like fundamental shift. Um, But society just hasn't. Um, Right. I feel like, once it like gets to of course this would not be the ideal but once right. it, it probably will get to like a more severe point um and people will then like really like understand like oh we need to do something about this um and given i don't think that a like a lot of like the population of the US or of the world I don't think they're necessarily against it. I think a lot of people just don't know what to do about it or how to, like, further encourage principles of sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, we're always told, uh, like, as individuals, like, like the, uh, you know, like the standard, like, oh, do your part, recycling, take shorter showers, you (laughs) know. Bike Uh, to school yeah stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and of course yeah like that makes a little bit of a difference as individuals but unless everybody does it or unless there is a fundamental shift to how things work those little things aren't gonna make as much of a difference and I think a lot of people like realize that and they get a little bit uh like burnt out I don't know right word but they're like you know this this isn't really like doing much, like mm-hmm. why should I even be doing it if these <laughs> huge oil and coal companies are gonna like keep doing their stuff and just like yeah and so mine out ten thousand fold you know yes, um, so I think uh giving like that that climate crisis coming to a more severe point is what might have to be the catalyst for there to be that like fundamental shift for society and for like people to view sustainability
3: yeah and especially when like uh these big companies are the ones who have interest introduced the idea of carbon footprints and um which is kind of counterintuitive because you wouldn't expect a a company that's producing that's causing the problem to find like to blame you for their yeah. problems and like you know tell you oh do, if you could if you can uh, reduce your carbon footprint by recycling that uh we can still go on and do what we're doing and, exactly. and you'll we're, live hey, a happy right. life and we'll sur- yeah we'll survive you know yeah
0: um, yeah the oil companies came up with that term carbon footprint probably for that reason right exactly we'll blame us and then hey we can Drill for more oil if you reduce yeah. your carbon footprint.
3: <laughs> now I think it's important to learn how to live sustainably, just for the future and to
2: agree, yeah. Because
3: obviously our resources are limited, but I don't think that's something we should be worrying about just yet. But at the same time, some change is better than no change, and that's so true. it puts us in this limbo of like, how do we, you know, try to be part of this uh, movement of change. And not worry. I don't. I don't know how to say it, but like, um, yeah. So like, how how could we be part of this change without being anxious about it all the time? Because mm-hmm. we keep seeing this these statistics online, and it it gets exhausting. Like Adam said. Um, and so yeah, I think we have to address gives the, the, you the big anxiety problem. exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe with like maybe it's the communication of things. So. Biking to school to reduce your carbon footprint. Maybe it's that's not what's being said to get more people to do it. It's more of bike to work to get bigger, stronger legs, right, or, or yeah, improve your okay. cardiovascular system to live longer.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important to kind of tell the story of sustainability in the sense that when you're being sustainable, it's it's kind of it's better for you because yeah. Um, Except say uh, you install solar panels in your house, it's going to be cheaper for you. You know that's that's I feel like the way to address the problems now. Because I'm not going to lie, the majority of people who I talk to um, about sustainability, they're like, "Yeah, we think we should be sustainable," but then at the day, at the end of the day, people are you know they care about themselves first right, before right. thinking about things that they can't feel on a daily basis. Unless obviously you're in in, in a vulnerable community, and that's yeah. Uh, where I think the people in vulnerable vulnerable communities are the ones who want to protest against this harder than anyone else. Right. So it's, I think it's, it's tough to be somewhere and not really feel the effects and still want to commit to this change. Um, So I think if you're telling the story as, Oh, this is going to be better for you. It's going to be cheaper for you to live this way. Then that's when, once they start, um, you know, listening and, and, kind of applying these different systems
0: in their lives yeah no one wants to take a 30 second cold shower right you know
3: (laughs) i mean i don't and i'm a sustainable designer right right you know i mean no one does
0: no one does (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) yeah neither do i
0: yeah no i mean do you feel like the uh, concept or not even the concept but the reality of climate change is being discussed enough in, in your classes? I mean, you are in sustainable design. I assume that it's, comes up, but
2: I I don't know, 100% no. I, I feel like it's being discussed extensively in a lot of my sustainable design classes. But as Sadine mentioned, um, it's sort of hard to be, to like really understand just how bad it is. Yeah. Without being affected by it firsthand. Right. Um, And I the like classes in sustainable design, like allow us to at least get that like base knowledge of, you know, what's going on in the world, what's especially going wrong. And what are people like not doing in the best way they can and how can we fix that? Um. It definitely gives us the knowledge to approach that um but without feeling like uh like firsthand the effects of climate change um because we are like so lucky to live like in a community where we you know don't feel them right uh, i feel like it's hard to know exactly how you want to approach it like people who have been affected by uh this is a more like general just like idea people who have been affected by something and like when it's part of a bigger thing they know they want to approach that specific part of it that's affecting them yeah um whereas it's a bit it's definitely like intimidating to not know which part of it to stab um mm-hmm. because the it's just such a huge issue with so many different factors um but i'm often like soothed by the fact that like there is so many people in the world and in our generation and hopefully other people in our generation will want to follow that same like path of changing like the world's mindset about sustainability. So if we all just take like a little, a little chunk of like the sustainability issue and like work on it ourselves, put it back together. Like, I feel like that'll be a lot more successful than one individual trying to take on the whole thing for themselves.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to think about it.
3: Yeah, Um, and I think, a lot of my uh classes that aren't the sustainable like aren't sustainable design classes, they do address um sustainability in different ways, some more than others. Um, I think the problem with some classes is that they include sustainability as an add-on or like mm-hmm. as a subtopic in a module. And I think um like some uh, criteria should be changed to kind of include sustainability in all the different aspects of um a syllabus, um, or like any class. Um, also for sustainable design, I, one of my electives, I chose, um, to do society, uh, what was it? Environmental, um, sociology. And that was not part of the major elective la- list, but I think it's important to take classes like this, like that deal with the psychology of humans and society as a whole. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's nice to see that other majors like um, soci- sociology are tackling these issues, and even have an entire class uh, dedicated to um, environmental issues and, and you know sustainability. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it should be part of every
0: major. And yeah, when you raise it's,
3: it's it's starting. It's it's we're we're getting there.
0: We're getting yeah. there. We need to get there faster, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I wanted to add on to what you said, Sadine, about how like it's sort of treated as an add on in some of the classes that we take um <laughs> because it it made me think of like this instance I think it was last week or two weeks ago, um me and a friend well for for context, this is an architecture course. <laughs> I, about. I had
3: a ceiling you were gonna talk okay, about. Okay, the that.
2: the infamous architecture course. Yes. Yeah. I'm not dissing them. They do good stuff. They do hard work. Um, yeah, but me and a friend in sustainable design were in like the same group in that class. Um and this some I think the the project was to like select materials that might be good for like a space that they they had shown an image of, and we had to go on this site and select materials that would be good as an alternative, mm-hmm. uh, to the ones shown in the picture. Um, and me and my friend in in sustainable design, uh, you know, we tried to go for the ones that were like the best for the environment. You know, had the least amount of chemicals, the least amount of treating. Um and ones that would just, like, overall be a better sustainable choice. And then we had to present them to the group. And my friend and I, we present these things. And we see, like, the other students who aren't in sustainable design, I think they're in architecture, um, choose more the uh, materials for their properties and their properties alone.
1: Yeah, and their aesthetic for how they were, properties. Like, made or
2: <laughs> how they look?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and then after the class, I was talking with my friend, and we were both discussing like, like I didn't realize how much sustainable design has like changed our mindsets, like how we look at materials in architecture and like want to apply this sustainability to every portion. of Of things we do Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and on the like flip side we didn't realize how much it didn't play a role in some other people's minds yeah yeah like for for me it's like sort of like a like always there like I'm always trying to like factor sustainability into every like decision I make Um, yeah and it's it was sort of like crazy for me to see because I've I'm used to like being in like sustainable design classes where everybody's right, in sustainable right. design. Mm-hmm. Where crazy everyone's on the same page me. there. Yeah. 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 Like how how an individual can approach things without it in their head. And I feel like that's also a good like reminder as to how the the big world will be. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. there will be a lot of people that like don't give an ounce of thought to sustainability um yeah. and we're just going to have to like you know make them think about it or you know go ahead and do the things ourselves so That's either true. way we're going to just keep on you know, doing what you're
0: containers. doing and do yeah. it better and i wonder you you raise a really good point in that you two are lucky you're in a sustainable design degree right not all i guess let's say you chose a different university to go to likely it doesn't have it. So yeah. how do you get like architects, other designers from different disciplines to think about sustainability without it just being like a little add-on in a course? It's not foundational yet. Maybe there's a required sustainable design course that everyone has to take. I don't know, what What are your yeah. thoughts there?
3: I think that's one of the most important things that we should be doing is knowing how to, kind of integrate the idea of sustainability and fits different people's mindsets. And I think a course will definitely help if it's like every uh, person entering into this university should take a sustainable a sustainability course. Um, but personally, when I've just taken one course and forgotten about it, I feel like it doesn't right. really- that's it, true. It, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that um, math like, class, I forget I calculus remember. now. What?
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like taking, reading an article for one class last week and then forgetting it completely, t-
1: True.
3: you know, like, um, so I think it's just, I think it should also be part of the, the training for, for, for professors, you know, not just oh, yeah. like the way that they talk to their students, right? True. Um, because at the, like, currently, for example, my architecture class, they do mention a lot about like oh, we have to design for people and like we have to think about our surrounding environment and how this uh artifact will fit into the site, and that's important, but I don't think they mention that enough. I
1: mm. think they're
3: they're more concerned about how it it looks aesthetically in terms yeah. of the, around in that environment rather than what impact it has, even though they mention it every time yeah. it's like, oh, you have to put these." human, like the, the scale figures in this space, but then this, these scale figures will probably not be able to comfortably fit, be in this yeah. space, not just, you know, fit, uh, like the dimension. It's not just about the dimension, it's also about the different senses, you know, how you feel in this space, How what, what you can hear, what you can, you know, touch, what you can smell. I think those things... Uh, are very important to mention in, in let's mm. say, an architecture class, which they do in another class that I'm taking, um, but not in other architecture classes. Mm-hmm. You
1: know,
0: yeah. Many years ago, I was on this panel. I was invited to be on this panel, and it, the topic was, "Is sustainability killing architecture?" And and their oh, point, and their God. point, yeah, and the, and the <laughs> the opposing sort of side to mine was arguing that. It is because it's limiting our creative, Mm -hmm. you know, what we can do beauty wise because the material choices are more limited or you have to have energy efficiency.
2: I've seen like so many different pieces of architecture that are both sustainable and beautiful. So I feel like it's not limiting like I was going to bring that up when Sadine was talking. this this relates more to urban planning, but it still relates to the idea of, like, sustainable projects, um, like the projects that were shown in an urban planning class I took last year were some of, like, the coolest projects I had seen mm-hmm. um, just for various reasons, like, oh, they looked very pleasing aesthetically or they, uh, you know, as Sadine was also saying, um they kept in mind how humans would interact with the space but like above all that they were still sustainable Mm -hmm. they were still like uh keeping in mind the environment in their design like their their inherent design um so i feel like if anything sustainability isn't like designing with nature is not uh, limiting. I think it's, in a way, almost allows you to amplify what points you want to get across because it gives you just, like, that, that stage for, like, going in so many different directions. Yeah, Like, having design or sustainable design at the core of something just allows you to, like design it in a lot of different ways that still speak to sustainability to nature and to humans if you get what i mean
0: yeah i do i kind of kind of view it as like it's not limiting it's just new is yeah. to, to you know many people and and so it, there's exciting opportunities there that haven't been explored and embrace that part of it based on like how different it is from how you're used to design
2: this is going to be a weird analogy, but I hope it will get my point across. Okay. Uh, Whenever people started wearing clothes, they probably <laughs> thought those were limiting. Yeah. But look at this <laughs> now. Look at fashion runways. Look at all yeah, that. No. Like, people have realized, like, oh, you can do so much with an outfit or with how you present yourself. But when that first came along, people were probably like, no, like, I don't want to wear this it like feels <laughs> limiting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the analogy I chose and I feel like that gets it along pretty well.
3: Yeah. Um no, I definitely agree. Um also, I think what's important is we show people that the sustainable path is um like if you show people the, the graphs and you kind of Give them a realistic um approach to addressing the, these issues, or not, and not making it sound like an issue or something mm-hmm. that oh, I'm here as a sustainable a sustainability police trying to, you know, tell you what materials to use and what materials not to use. I think it's recognizing like we're trying to decouple environmental degradation from um economic and societal growth, mm-hmm. and showing them how like. If you look at the graphs, eventually this economic growth isn't going
2: like it's, it's to keep going.
3: Yeah. It's not going to keep going up because of the, the limited resources that we have. So showing them that you could, if you kind of decouple these two trends of environmental degradation, you can still have it go up, you know, because right. these resources will just keep on going for hundreds of years, you know, and like others, the you know if we keep exploiting them they they won't be there anymore so
0: yeah i think this is the uh strategy you need sudin when you're working mm-hmm. inside these big companies like you need to talk money to them, right
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah because
3: that's the way that they're gonna listen to you right this is mm-hmm. what people want for their own personal lives.
2: yeah i think well, it's also important when approaching other people about like the sustainable mindset that we've been talking about to be like for lack of a better word like friendly about it like yeah it isn't for for many of them it isn't their fault that they have not Mm -hmm. been exposed to inherent sustainability um Mm -hmm. like the architects the architecture majors i was talking about in the the class um like I'm not dissing them. It's like they haven't been exposed to it in their major and exactly. that's why they don't approach it that way. Yeah. It's not like uh eh, it's not like a person is born with like sustainability in their heart although
3: yeah
2: you too were less yeah. we all are <laughs> yeah like we all yeah. should be um but like that's the important part of just like getting everybody in that sustainable mindset and just being like uh like welcoming and friendly about it not like sculpting Mm -hmm. not like oh you didn't know this beforehand how dare you it's more like yeah you weren't exposed to it before like join us in this Mm -hmm. uh like movement for like treating the world better
1: yeah
3: and I think it's also important to show them that like we aren't perfect either when mm-hmm. when I hang out with my friends and oh, they see me like, not. Oh, drink from a plastic water bottle. They're like, Oh, aren't you into yeah. sustainability? <laughs> how dare and you? What's that about? You know? Yeah. Um, I think showing them that it's not an intimidating thing to be sustainable. That's, that kind of mm. makes it easier for them to make this shift. Um, yeah. I think it's just, yeah, we're not perfect. To talk. We're not perfect. Not no, about. no. I've
0: made, I remember going to a meeting about sustainability and i made my coffee at home and i got it in my little travel mug and i was like oh my gosh i'm so late and i rush off and i forget it and so i'm like falling asleep and i pick up at the coffee shop next door to the meeting uh, coffee and i come in with a disposable cup and they're just (laughs) like they're shaming me for it and i'm like yeah just i forgot you know i made it i goofed up yeah we're not perfect
2: i drive my car for a long time i'm like adam this is not you like mm-hmm. you can't be doing this but like <laughs> a lot of times i don't have like any other option like if i'm like yeah. driving home for the weekend um that's like the most like the way that's been given to me to get home mm-hmm. um and like at this point there isn't any other viable option to mm-hmm. like a lot of our like everyday decisions that aren't the most sustainable Mm -hmm. and that brings it back to what i was saying before about like a lot of the world isn't against it they just don't know what they can do better yeah Uh, or they just don't have the option to do better because overall society has not given them that option yeah and i feel like that's the important part to uh like emphasize is that we need to make it easier like inherent in society as well, so yeah. people can just fo- like naturally follow that.
3: Yeah, exactly. And like, um, it was interesting to, to see how, like, Eric, when you brought it up, um, about you know, it was convenient for you to go buy a coffee. So, it, yeah, I think what we should be working on as designers is making sustainability convenient, right? So, Maybe yeah. um, places could be only like book. You know, you could only go to a grocery store and and get your own. Uh, if maybe it should be part of car designs to to have a space for re uh, refillable uh jars, for example. And then you go to a store and you have to just take out your jar and, and refill it with whatever you need. You know what I mean? So if it's convenient, if the world is designed to be convenient and you know adaptable to the way that we live. No. I think that'll make it easier for people to like mm. hop on this one wagon and
0: Yeah. The system needs to change so Adam doesn't have yeah. to drive his car.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's easy to make a good decision, yeah. basically. I yeah. feel
2: like Sadine, so I feel like there are uh not not in the mainstream, but there are a couple of places that are like that. Um But there like, yeah. I, I feel like um have you been to the common ground food cooperative? Here in Urbana,
3: um, no, I personally am not.
2: Uh, so it's a well a food cooperative, which on its own great. Um, but that aside, they have like a whole aisle of different mixed things that you can like bring in your own container and fill. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like if that were to become more mainstream. That would definitely yeah. be a step in the right direction in that field. Mm-hmm. Of course there's like yeah. a lot more to be done, but like it's little things like that that a lot of people use.
3: Yeah, and making it cheaper. Help make I think.
2: Difference. Yeah, yeah. true.
3: When people see that it's cheaper then they'll they'll go out of their ways to do it. But if it's uh, true marketed towards the niche, sustainable people who can afford to be sustainable, then you know, not everyone it's going and to, only a to
0: do it. Do it, Ex- yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. Um, well, there's,
0: well, there's a lot industry. to be done, right? Mm-hmm. But we're running out of time on this show, and yeah. I wanted to give you the opportunity to be in my shoes, not as a podcast host, but as a design educator. And if you were a design educator, and you were teaching a class, or you were just teaching in general what would you do to sort of address all the things we've been talking about today? What would you assign? Um, How would you be more helpful in uh, helping uh, address the climate crisis through the design classroom?
3: Yeah, I I thought about this one a lot. Um, I think one important thing is knowing how to talk about it. And one thing we used to do in my high school is uh, in my geography class, for example, we used to hold, uh, the teacher used to host like debates where um, one side of the classroom would be a uh, pro something and then the other would be against.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: you'd have to learn, that, let's say you're an oil company, you have to learn how to support oil and like talk from their perspective and have that debate. I feel like that's very important to kind of practice um, before going into the big world. Um, So yeah, that's something I'd implement, like just more debates and more group work, where there's this trend and uh, knowing how to apply your knowledge um, into just interacting with people when once you you go out there, you know, once you graduate.
1: I
2: I feel like given that these students you take in are already interested in sustainability um the best thing you can do is to just give them knowledge and experience um like i feel like additional stuff said about uh like why sustainability is important and, and stuff like that is everything like we already know hmm. um, and something I found very helpful, especially my classes this semester, is I've just gotten a lot more like background knowledge on uh like efforts of sustainability and how it's gone right in the past and how it's gone wrong. Um and it's been especially interesting to learn about like the ethics of design. because um, that is not something I would have like thought of myself it's just like keeping in mind every influence of a design I make so I feel like an educator like their best the best thing they can do for their students is to give them uh like knowledge experience and you know if there's any additional puzzle pieces in that mindset that we haven't gotten yet to just like you know like put those Pieces and yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I uh, agree.
2: yeah. Good analogy there. So,
0: thank Dean you. and Adam, it's been a pleasure talking to you on the show. Yeah, and, uh, it's been a really good conversation. I've learned some things, so thank Me you too. for that. Thank you. Thank
2: you yeah. so much for having us.
0: And and look for both Sadine and Adam on LinkedIn. Connect with them. Hire them both. Uh, <laughs> let them bring their <laughs> sustainability <laughs> knowledge to your company. Uh, or your organization.
3: Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you, Eric. This podcast is written, produced, and engineered by me. Designed by Bashul Rashik and Mark O'Brien. With social media strategy by Michelle Wynn. Music by Casual Motive. Next time on Climify, we'll have a special episode hosted by Mark O'Brien while I take the week off. Expect even more thoughts about design education from his students at CCA in San Francisco. Until then, keep up the good work.
2: Thanks for listening to Climify. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: To catch all the latest on Climify, you can follow us on Instagram at Climify Podcast. Climify is part of Climate Designers. Learn more at climatedesigners.org slash edu.